Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about being a perfectionist. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about perfectionism. And the world scoffs at perfection. Perfectionism is a disease of absurd expectations, we're told. In fact, as Christians, we know that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, according to Romans 3.23. So what that appears to mean is that anyone who claims to be perfect is fooling himself. Yet Christ calls us to be perfect. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, in Matthew 5.48. And what's even more difficult to understand, not only do we have to be perfect, maybe we could accomplish that by never trying anything that's really hard. We could cloister ourselves in a monastery and pretend the world doesn't exist. But even in this context of saying we need to be perfect, Jesus says we have to be perfect, not just at the easy stuff, we have to be perfect at the hard stuff too. Matthew 5.43 says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. How is that possible? Anyone who doesn't know Christ would be quick to say that is a ridiculous feat, that we should avoid it because we're never going to succeed. We're just going to make ourselves feel bad as we try. So should Christians be perfectionists? You know, that's a, a temptation for me. I could sit around tweaking and, and fixing things forever until it was just right, and, and then it would never get done. Is that what God wants me to do? In Greek, the word translated perfect, Matthew 5, it's teleos. And teleos shows up often in the New Testament. It almost always is translated as perfect. But there's one passage where teleos is translated differently in a way that uh, may be easier for us to understand. In Hebrews 5, 12, we read these words. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age or mature or grown up. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You know, this word, it's often translated perfect, can also just mean mature or, or full-grown, become responsible, reliable, dependable. That's how full-grown adult people act. And that's what Jesus is saying here in Matthew 5. There's a certain kind of behavior you need to exhibit. Then you'll be sons of your Father in heaven. You know, being his son means we have been given the opportunity to be perfect. 
But nowhere does Jesus say that we are sinless on our own. What Jesus does say in Matthew 5, is that perfection or, or growing up to be like God means we must love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why should we do that? Well, because that's how God behaves. God is our father. He's the example of what it looks like to be full grown. And this is the behavior he wants us to model. If you only love those who are nice to you, anyone can do that. It takes an adult to love their enemies. And God, he modeled this type of love for us, loving our enemies. Colossians 1, 21 through 22 tells us, And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. You know, the Father He loved us when we were his enemies. And now he's telling us we need to learn how to love those who are our enemies. It's part of being a grown-up son or daughter of God. He is our example of what maturity looks like. 1 John 4, 16 says, We have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. You know, if we abide in God, then we are going to love. Luke 6.35 says, be merciful as our Father is merciful. If we know God, we want to be like him, we are going to show mercy. Leviticus 11.44 tells us to be holy because God is holy. 1 John 1.5 says that we should shine our light before men because God is light. Or like Paul wrote to the Philippians in the second chapter of his letter, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now, that's just the beginning. The the point is, God is our model of what maturity looks like, and that is our target. As important as his words were, Jesus knew that his example was an even better teacher of how we could reach maturity. And so he lived his life as an example to us so that we could be perfect like our Heavenly Father. But all that said, the world has a point here when it tells us not to be perfectionist. Perfectionism is a disease of absurd expectations. If I sit around tweaking it and fixing things in my life until they are perfect, that's not healthy. I'll never get anything done that way. On my own, pursuing perfection is pointless. As long as I'm relying on my own strength, on my own wisdom, on my own ability, I can't reach perfection. But fortunately, Jesus never told me to be perfect on my own or even try it. He knew that there was sin in my life, that I couldn't get out from under that imperfection on my own. And so he made the ultimate sacrifice so I could be made perfect through his blood. So when anyone tells you that you can't be perfect, tell them that they're right. You can't be perfect. You can't be flawless alone. But then read them the words that God spoke to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. And that's why Paul said, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of God may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs or persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. 
For when I am weak, then I am strong. I can't be perfect on my own. I can't survive this life on my own. I am weak. I am flawed. But through Christ, when I am weak, then I am strong. So love your enemies as Christ loved you. And be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's Word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word, and I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, whether that's YouTube or Facebook. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.